the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to get a little personal. We're going to talk about the performance of the time. The performance of the time. Boy, there is a melodrama playing out. Matter of fact, I like to look at the whole spiritual world as a melodrama playing out. Goes all the way back from Genesis three to Revelation twenty-two, everything in between. It the you understand the drama in Revelate in uh, Genesis three. All of a sudden, you find out that uh, man's not perfect and God is, and that's going to be a problem. <laughs> and for the rest of the book, it's all about that problem. It's fascinating, and so we got to realize, you know, we are very dramatic creatures. We are, uh, the term that's used is drama king, drama queen. Uh, I'm not a biologist, but I can usually tell a man or a woman, especially if they're naked, it's pretty easy to tell the difference. And I'm not a biologist to say no, we're going to state that for the record. But, you know, we are strange creatures. Uh, We are. Uh, And uh, very dramatic. And in the Bible, I I always love to go to the standard. It says, Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created. And, And you've heard me say this before. Stop right there. Our first introduction to God is as creator. And then I tell you to drop down 25 verses. And there's a reason why you've heard this a few times if you've listened to my show, because you got to get it. A, a daddy only repeats those things that are really important over and over. 25 verses down, it says, let us make man in our image unto our likeness. So it's clear that God told us, hey, we're going to make God a man in the God class. Yes, we're going to be lower than the angels. But when we walk with God, uh, those angels will serve us. Uh, and you know what I learned about our God a long time ago, about Abba Daddy, uh, Jehovah, Yahweh, right? You know what I learned about him? He's a drama king. <laughs> he is. He, God is such a drama king. I mean, there's Jesus. Uh, Jesus, if you would have been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And he goes, oh, good thing I wasn't here then, right? <laughs> like, whoa. Even when he got word he's dying, he's dying. I think I'll wait a couple days before I go see him. How about this? Every time, every time that he had people walk on water or across dry land that was just a second earlier water, check out when it always was. It was always at flood stages. 
It was always at flood levels. Look at the one thing where Jesus commanded them to get into a boat. All the time was get in the boat. And then in the next segment of that scripture, right, where he says that, you read about them coming upon a storm and they're all freaking out and they're panicking and they're thinking they're going to die. And Jesus is snoring uh, in the boat down below. It's like, Jesus, wake up. We're going to die. Don't you care? All drama. And we were made that way. And so what you got to understand is that just because you're naturally that way doesn't mean you shouldn't control it, shouldn't watch it. Matter of fact, if you are naturally that way, you've got to be aware. That's why I teach something called emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person in the right way. And this is not easy because we keep a pound of flesh. We keep a record wrong. Again, why do you think our father tells us over and over, do not fear? And tells us to remember the right things. Remember how God has forgiven you. Remember how God has blessed you. Remember how God walked with you 40 years in the desert. Remember how your feet didn't swell. Remember how your shoes didn't wear out. Remember how he fed you with manna from heaven that even your fathers didn't know. Remember how he brought water out of the rock at Meribah. Right? Remember, remember, remember. You know why? Because we have short-term memories when it comes to good stuff. But we have long-term memories when it comes to the bad stuff. And so today I want to talk about drama llamas. Yep, drama llamas. Because it seems that's what we become. You don't know what a drama llama is? Well, let me go to, what is this, urbandictionary.com. Love that little uh, website, urbandictionary.com. And it says a drama llama is an overly dramatic person or one who causes non-dramatic situations to become overly dramatic because they feel like everyone needs to be as dramatic as they are. Spock, I need more power, right? Isn't Captain Kurt a drama llama, wasn't he? Right, Starship Enterprise. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Hey, she's great. I think I'll kiss her, right? I mean, <laughs> this drama llama, right? I mean, there's all kinds of drama llamas out there. A situation that is blown out of proportion for seemingly no reason at all. And that's why I disagree with the definition. Oh, there's always a reason. You see, we all wear a hat. That's W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? And there's always a payback. There's Whether you're talking about secondary benefits, whether you're talking about being enabled, whether you're talking about the cue uh, and the reward of the habit cycle, the secondary gain. Oh, there's always, there's always a reason. So when it says for seemingly no reason, why does this matter? Because I talk all the time about the drama triangle. It's so clear. See, one thing I want to do is I want to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. Yesterday, uh, we talked about being an asset. We put it in a, a combat form, right? To be able to, to serve, what, uh, what did we call it, uh, a force multiplier, right? And what a force multiplier does is it's a capability that when added to and employed by a combat force significantly increases the combat potential of that force and thus enhances the probability of successful mission accomplishment, right? Remember, John did this a lot yesterday, remember? Because it's dramatic! You know who else is dramatic? It's the, yeah, it's the Geico. It's the Geico Gecko. You know, um, there's a commercial what? where the, yeah, the Geico Gecko, where he's on the side of the road.
and he's got a flat tire, and he's like, editing the film, and the first take wasn't too much. He goes, I like the original one. It was, And he's on the side of the street doing a Macbeth. I've got a flat tire. And my wife, when she's not mad at me, laughs at that <laughs> and says, that's you. I'm the Geico Gecko. I am a drama king. So I want you to understand that I get it. I, I'm a drama king, too, as well. Uh, matter of fact, I'm kinesthetic. You know, there's three ways we all process information, visually, auditorily, kinesthetically. And usually kinesthetics are your drama kings. They're your drama queens. They, they storm and they stomp and they stamp and they storm and they yell and they pound. and ah, It's kind of like I huff and I puff and I blow your house down. But once I've blown your house down, I feel much better. So let's move on. But the visuals want to sit down as eye to eye and talk about it, and the auditory people just want to talk about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to go into the drama triangle. We're going to go into not just to go into it, but I want to give you eyes to see. I want to give you basically a bigger vision of the battlefield. I want to give you more exposure to the environment around you, because as a, as a warrior, the more of the battlefield you see, the better you can perform. And you got to also understand that there's a lot of tools at your disposal. We have perceptual positions that no matter what's going on in life, there are three distinct ways to take a look at it. You can look at it from your own perspective, you look at it from someone else's perspective, or you look at it what's called overview, dissociated. Those three views give you more information. And when you understand that between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is your power, it's your freedom, then you understand that just because something pops in your head doesn't mean you have to let it come out of your mouth. That's what emotional intelligence is. Emotional intelligence is being in the now moment to identify the emotion that you're feeling right now and the response that you're going to give to that and then filter it through this one word, is this appropriate? Is this appropriate? And when you have emotional intelligence and when you're living in the now moment and we know who you are and why you're here and you take a full view of things, you have better information to make decisions. You know what? That's a good place to be. And you know what? You make better choices. Right you make on. better decisions. And you know what? You have less chance to be a drama llama. I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back. The Dalai Lama himself. The 12th son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, all striking. Okay, then. Like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today, we are talking about drama llamas. Drama llama. Someone that makes everything so dramatic. If you don't know what a drama llama is, all you got to do is watch the Democrats in the Supreme Court hearings this week. Like, oh my gosh, to ask this Supreme Court judge, because she's a black woman, they're not allowed to ask her any questions. They're not. I mean, remember when they did to Brett Kavanaugh? They destroyed his life. They still accuse him of everything. Still, to this day. Uh, what they did to uh, uh, Clarence Thomas, what they did to Judge Bork, I mean, they've destroyed people's lives. Anita Hill, in the process of destroying Clarence Thomas, destroyed Anita Hill. I mean, all that. And because here's a woman 
who is a, 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 a she's a she's a someone out there in the streets. Uh, she's a provocative person. She's a she believes in CRT. She believes in that the in in racial discrimination that's built in. She sees things through a racial lens. When she was asked a question about what to find a woman to find, and she couldn't do that because she's not a biologist. When she was asked, "What is the when does life begin?" Uh, she's an educated woman. She's been to all these high paid schools that I could never go to. She she's never asked the question. When does life begin? Uh, I would have sent her home and said, you figure out what a woman is, because how are you going to vote on Title IX stuff? And you figure out when life begins, because how are you going to vote on anything to do with life? Uh, and then come back and we'll regain the hearing. I said you right? finished. But, Get out. But if you listen to Durbin today, read Durbin. Oh, my gosh, the Republicans. It was a whitewashing. It was they were getting people. One of the MSNBC people said that because the way they're asking questions, that the Republicans want to get her killed. They're wanting to get her killed. How dare Those you? are drama llamas. If you don't know what drama llama is, watch CNN anytime they talk about Trump. Watch MSNBC anytime they talk about anything that's not bad for Joe Biden because they won't talk about anything bad for Joe Biden. So they're all over the place. And we got to know this because the drama that you're being pushed upon you affects you. Because today I'm going to go into some detail on something called the drama triangle because it seems America has become a nation of drama llamas. And they're anywhere, everywhere. And since we're talking about the animal called the llama, let me share a story with you. You know, once upon a time, all the animals decided they must do something heroic to meet the problems of the brave new world. And so they organized a school. They adopted an activity curriculum consisting of running, climbing, swimming, flying. That way they could make it easier to administer the curriculum. All the animals took all the subjects, right? It's only fair. We want equity, right? Everybody takes everything so everybody has all the same knowledge, right? So the duck, and by the way, he excelled. Only in swimming. Matter of fact, he was actually better than his instructor. He should have been teaching that class, uh, not the guy who learned from a book how to swim. But he made only passing grades and everything else. I mean, his flying was kind of sporadic. He was very poor in running. It was funny to watch him run, so he failed that miserably. And since he was so slow in running, you know, he had a lot of extracurricular activity. He had to work on his thing because, man, you, we're not, we don't allow that. You've got to get your learning up to this level. And so uh, he had to stay after school, and he dropped swimming in order to practice running. This was kept up until his webbed feet were badly worn, and he was only average in swimming. But average was acceptable to that school, so nobody worried about that, except the duck didn't feel too good about it. And then the rabbit. Boy, I remember the rabbit. Boy, he started at the top of his class. Boy, he, you couldn't even catch him. You could, you could barely see his shadow in running. But, man, uh, he, he, he lost it. He lost it. He had a nervous breakdown because so much makeup work in swimming. And, man, he almost died swimming. It killed him. He was, he was not made for swimming. He just never got it. The squirrel, man, the squirrel was incredible at climbing. Man, he, 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 he just watched him. He just, boom, go up right before you even know what happened. Uh, he was excellent in climbing. But then at one point, he developed a lot of frustration. He started getting depressed, getting sad, and we round out it was from flying class. You know, his, his teacher made him start from the ground up instead of from the treetop down, and that just threw him off. That wasn't his pattern. He also developed a little bit of a Charlie horse from overexertion and wound up getting a C in climbing and actually a D in running. By the eagle, pain in the butt. The eagle was the problem child and was disciplined regularly. 
Matter of fact, in the climbing class, he beat all the others to the top of the tree, but insisting on using his own way to get there. And by the way, you know this, we don't allow for that individuality. You like discipline. At the end of the year, yeah, at the end of the year, an abnormal eel that could swim exceedingly well and also run, climb, and fly a little bit had the highest average. And actually, the eel was the valedictorian. The prairie dogs, they just stayed at school and fought the tax levy because the administration would not add digging and burrowing to the curriculum. They apprenticed their children to a badger and later joined the groundhogs and gophers to start a successful private school. Now, that's silly. And, you know, people always ask me, does the, uh, the, the fable have a moral? Well, it can make the cool thing I love about stories, it can have any moral you want. But it really, I want to tie it in today to this, this whole drama llama, this whole victimhood. And see, I'm going to tell you this right now. Nobody can make you feel anything. Did you hear that? Now, I know that sucks for some of you. Some of you refuse to believe that because you would leave, lose the secondary gain of being a victim. And the secondary gain of being a victim is you're at fault and everybody else's, uh, I mean, you're at cause and everybody else's at fault. Uh, your life's hard and other people have done this to you. Uh, I remember... Um, We'd, I'm a Pokemon hunter. I'm a big kid. So we go Pokemon hunting every once a month. They do a community day where they have a certain Pokemon uh, that would uh, show up with what they call spawn. They just spawn. And you had a higher percentage. You'd have a higher percentage of getting a, what's called a shiny. A shiny was uh, like the other ones, but had different colors and glowed. It was just a special looking Pokemon. And so we'd go out to every month. We'd go out downtown Fort Worth and do Pokemon hunting. And uh, we'd pick up a whole bunch of scragglers, my son and his friends. They're all graduates of mine. You know, we'd get together. We'd go Pokemon hunt. And then whenever anybody's with me, you know, I, I don't like to let anybody else pay the bill. I've always had money and feel like I'm blessed. And so I'm to be a conduit and share God's blessing with other people. So I'd always pick up tab. After we're done, we'd go to a little place, a little barbecue place, and we'd have some 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 barbecue and a couple drinks. And it was fun. And, you know, I, the crowds would sometimes be 12 to 15, sometimes 8 or 7. And we'd, we'd never let other people pay. We'd always pay for it. And we had this one woman. She happened to be black. And the only reason I tell you that is because it's part of the story. Uh, her name was Tamika. Didn't know her. She was some girl that we met just walking the streets hunting Pokemon. And said, oh, you hunting Pokemon? And downtown Fort Worth, yeah. And then she just kind of clinged to us because her son uh, wasn't there yet or someone was going to meet her or something like that. And she became a regular. So we got her number. We became friends through Pokemon channels. Uh, and whenever we went out once a month, she would come out. And we'd buy her food. We'd hang out with her. She was one of us. Uh, and then it, it was a couple months after I had seen her for a while, and then I'm on Facebook, and, and here's this girl. I didn't know it was the same one. I didn't know it was the same person. So I'm reading this thing. Here's this black girl called Tamika, and she's going off. When I think about all the hardships, all the pain, all the unfairness, all the rejection, all the and, you know, it was all because she was black, though. She was telling she was going on because... Uh, all my pain in life is because I'm black. All my disappointments in life because I'm black. All my failures in life because I'm black. Melanie. All the people that were mean to me because I'm black. I mean, she's going off on Facebook. And so I posted not something mean, but encouraging her. I said, you're better than that, Tamika. That's not who you are. So what other people treat you this way and all that? Uh, and, I, and I did not know it was the girl that hung out with me. And then, so anyways, I typed this, and then within five minutes, her mom, I guess she, her mama, this, this woman's in her 30s probably, her mama gets on Facebook and trashes me. 
how dare you tell my daughter? How dare you? And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, why is Tamika so screwed up? Because the sins of the father and mother go three to four generations for those that hate the Lord. See, all that stuff might be true, but how does it serve you? It destroys you. Your body releases 63 known chemicals based on what you're thinking, based on your breathing, based on your physiology. So you're poisoning your system with bitter thoughts. You're clenching your teeth. 87% of diseases are psychosomatic. See, this is where I teach you how you work. I give you the keys to the kingdom. I hand you the owner's manual. I open your glove compartment in your car, pull out the owner's manual in class, and I teach you how it works. Your mind is six times faster than you can talk. You need to understand this. Your mind is six blocks down the road by the time you engage your mouth. Get that. And so Dr. Frankel said between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power, your freedom. Now, you're probably saying, why are we talking about communication? And now he's talking about stimulus and response. How is that connected? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Mr. Black. Well, thank you, Mr. Black. Here's how it's connected. The study of communication is the field of transactional analysis. Transactional analysis. Dr. Eric Byrne wrote a book in the 1960s called The um, the Games People Play. And then there was a second book that actually sold 5 million more copies, not by Dr. Byrne, but one of his associates, called I'm Okay, You're Okay. And that actually sold like 15 million. I think uh, Games People Play sold 5 or 10 million. And they're all the base of transactional analysis. And transactional analysis says there's a stimulus and a response. But what you think I learned is when you study the human creature, the stimulus does not dictate the response. Now, the stimulus and response together make up something called a transaction. Remember the old dial-ups when you dialed up at first and you hear this do, and then all of a sudden this high pitch, right? Right? It hit up like that. That's when you were connected. And see, that's a transaction. It's a transaction complete. And so it's the same thing with us. There's a stimulus and a response. But remember, the mind is six times faster than we talk. So when someone says something or does something, we don't respond immediately. We go to what we know, right? We go to our past. We go to we see something from our past. We hear something from our past or feel something from our past. And based on that, we respond. So we're not really responding to what that person said or did. Get ready for this. We're responding to our own personal narrative about what they said or why they said it. And what is that implication about me? No one can make you feel anything. So if you're a drama llama, it's because you're choosing to be a drama llama. I'm black, and we'll be right back. I pity myself. Stop it! Hey, llama. Hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration education and application i am mr black and today we're going all dramatic on you we're going all drama king drama queen and we're calling it like it is it seems like america is full of a whole bunch of drama llamas everything's so dramatic the whole political process so dramatic 
This is the most important election in our lifetime. If you don't vote Democrat, Republicans are going to throw your granny out on the street. You're going to have to have abortions with clothes hangers in the back alley. You're going to have our kids are going to starve. Oh, my gosh, the planet's going to implode. If Republicans are elected, it's going to be so. And, oh, my gosh, you'll stand in line for 22 hours for that. Oh, my gosh, help us, help us. Ah, you're being played, player. You're being played, player. Come on. You got to realize this. This is a great article. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody can make you feel anything. You have to participate. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power, your freedom. And I'm going to break down a little bit and go into the drama triangle for you so you can see what's going on. It's manipulation. This is psychological. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, you can uh, Google or search whatever word you want to use. Uh, Cartman, K-A-R-P-M-A-N, Stephen Cartman. But before I get into the reflections on what Dr. Cartman has worked on, I want to bring in the point that no one can truly make you feel anything. It's, it's their own personal opinion. I remember a story a long time ago. I was, I was counseling this woman with this man. He had waited for late in his life to to get married because uh, his mom and dad were married all their life, and uh, you know they still married this day. Uh, and everybody he's met, his close friends, have all been divorced. They got married young, and so he decided he was going to wait. He was going to do it right. He was going to wait for the right person. He was going to do it God's way and do all that. And so he did. It was somewhere in his, uh, I think, right around forty, early forties. He met quote the woman of his dreams. And they get married, and they do premarital counseling. They do everything right. And within six months, uh, it was, uh, uh, I mean, he was worried because he thought, man, it's its not working out. And, and it really blew him away. And uh, he went and started going to counseling. And he, they would do the counseling where the individuals go together, and then the couple will come together. So each one of them saw the counselor uh, first, and then they saw it together. And, and this is what the counselor learned through individual sessions. So the man would sit with them and say, you know, uh, man, I, I did everything I could. I, I honor her. I, I, I make lovely words to her in the morning. Uh, I, I, when I see her, I put a touch on her. I put a soft kiss on her. I encourage her. I ask, I talk to her, ask her a day. Everything's going well. And uh, whenever I go on a trip, uh, I would come home and I'd make sure I thought what was thinking of her. I'd bring her a beautiful bouquet of flowers. I'd bring her something small just so she knew I was thinking about her. And uh, man, I, I just my dad always did that. Uh, my dad, I remember when my dad would come home from trip and he'd bring flowers to my mom. She would just glow over them. She would share them with all her friends. Anytime a friend come over, she'd like, look at the flowers. Oh, he must really love you. Oh, I can't. So he goes, you know, I saw that from my dad and it was so such a powerful anchor. And so he said, so I want to make sure that I took that what my dad and mom did and made it so special and, and use it. And so he said, I can't understand why we're at this point and she's ready to leave me. She's ready to file for divorce, and I, 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 I'm not sure why. I, I don't know what else I can do. And so he appreciates him all that. And so he goes, let me do this. Let me meet with your wife, and then next week we'll all meet together, and we'll start from there. So thank you. So then the wife comes in, and his wife starts talking and says, you know, I'll never forget when I was a little girl. My mom and dad had a terrible marriage. My mom and dad broke up many times and finally divorced when I was very young. But they would fight and scream, and my dad was a terrible cheater. I mean, he cheated on my mom all the time. He didn't respect her, didn't value her, and just treated her real poorly. Uh, and I remember that every time that he cheated on my mom, 
Uh, he would, she would cry, and he'd be gone for a couple days. And then whenever he came home, he would come home and just peek his head around the door and smile. And then right from behind us, bring out a bouquet of flowers and hand her those flowers as a way to make amends for cheating on her. Whoops. You see? See, that man was the victim of his wife's past. He wasn't cheat on her. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He wasn't her father, and he wasn't his father. He wasn't her mother, and he wasn't his mother. This is a man. He was, and he, he was doing what he thought was right. So here we are. We have a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Two people look at them. One people sees love, sees remembrance, solemnity, love, whatever you want to put on it. The other one sees cheating, adultery, fornication with another person. So what's the difference? It's the same flowers. Nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. And here's the problem. You don't know that Pandora's box in someone else's head. What I've experienced in 30 years of transformational training, what people have shared with me through their own lips on what they've experienced in their life as so traumatic, uh, I want to even share with you. People being gang raped. I mean, uh, I, I had a woman in a cult that was terrible things done to her eight years old by the leader of a cult in front of a group of people. Uh, I've had people that have been, you know, forced, forcibly forced to do things at gunpoint by their spouse. I've seen or talked children who were beaten, chained to a bed, who were deprived of food for three days at a time, locked in a closet. I could tell you man's inhumanity to man. You don't need to read the book, although I highly recommend it, Man's Search for Meaning. There's a lot of pain in there. A lot of people have abuse in their past. I'm an aggressive person. I'm a loud person. I'm a forward person. I'm a huge projection screen. Because there's so much abuse, so much pain, so many people have been put down, told they weren't enough, they weren't this and that, that I trigger. And the word's called trigger. It's technically an anchor. The proper word is anchor. But we now use it as called trigger. And maybe the mannerism's the same. Maybe the tonality's the same. Maybe the demeanor's the same. Maybe the, uh, the intensity's the same. It's not the same person. It's decades apart. I've never met this person. Yet through me, as they look at me, they feel the same thing they felt when the abuser was with them. And that's not me. See, no one responds to reality. We respond to our map reality. That's why it matters what you do, the space between. Remember, when Jesus Christ is being crucified, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So you're in charge of the narrative. So this is from the book, and I love this book. I've quoted it a few times, Good News for the Lover. Uh, that's the chapter. And it's from What Jesus Demands of the World. And this is from John Piper, and this is Demand 28 Love. And this is just a, a segment. Lo in, in fact, he says, quote, we live in a time when emotional offense, get this, because this is the drama llamas. This is the drama, the time of the drama llama. Listen to this quote because it's so appropriate. We live in a time when emotional offense or woundedness often becomes a criterion for deciding if love has been shown. Listen carefully. If a person can claim 
to have been hurt by what you said, it is assumed by most that you did not act in love. We were just laughing, John and I, at break, because I'm looking at this thing on Mediate, and here's the headline, ready? Fox News poll, Judge Jackson significantly more popular than the last three Republican Supreme Court nominees, and I'm laughing, because no one knew who Je- Brett Kavanaugh was. No one knows who this woman is, this, this Jackson, but you know what they do know? They know what the media has told you. See, the media is the narrative creator. The media is the one telling you what to feel. The media is part of the Democratic Party. They're progressive. You know that. There's no gimmick. This isn't political. This is factual. It's like, you know what a woman is? A woman who is born with female parts, a female anatomy. I think there's two X chromosomes or two Y chromosomes, but the same chromosome. A man usually has a different genetic tool down in his shorts, and he usually doesn't have breasts that bulge out. I mean, she can't define that. She can't define when life begins, and we all know it's scientifically proven. Google it. It begins at conception. Yeah, and if she, can't follow, if she can't follow the science, how can she follow the Constitution? But listen, but Judge Jackson significantly more popular than the last three. So where does this popularity come from? I'm just logically asking you to meta backwards. M-E-T-A, meta backwards. This is how you figure things out. you got to meta backwards. It's reverse engineering. So how could people think so positive of her if they haven't heard of her? Because they heard of her from the media. So the media is the talking points, Democratic talking points. She walks on water. She's the second coming of Christ. Uh, She's your favorite mother. She would never do anything to hurt anybody. And she's been put down all her life. She's a black woman. So just vote for her. So in other words, love is not defined by the quality of the act and its motives. Going back to (laughs) Piper. Love is not defined by the acts of its motives, but by the subjective response of others. In this way of relating, the wounded one has absolute authority. Get this. The wounded one has absolute authority in the drama triangle. If she or he says you hurt him then or her, then you cannot have acting lovingly. You are guilty. See, love is not divine, defined by the response of the love people. A person can be genuinely loved and feel hurt or offended or angered or retaliatory or numb without in any way diminishing the beauty and value of the act of love itself. Parents, do your kids laugh and enjoy your discipline? Are you abusing them or are you loving them? When you give someone tough love, is it easy? When you say no to someone that needs something because you're enabling them for 20 years and it's time for them to get on their own, are you, lo- are you hateful to them? Stop it. No one responds to reality. What you got to do is control the one thing you do. And after break, let's go in the drama triangle. There are three pieces of the drama triangle, three positions. There's the victim, there's the persecutor, and there's the rescuer. And we got to do our best to stop going from slide to side to side to side. I'm Black. We'll be right back. You are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. Ah, my little darling, it is love at first sight, is it not? No? Go get him! Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. It is I. It is the black... Drama llama, da 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 da. You ain't black. No, John. I should. Yeah. I. What? What? Are you sure? 
When's the last time you looked at me? I'm uh, I'm as black as you can get if what? you look at my birth certificate. Yeah, it says it right there. Mr. Black, right there. Today, we're talking about the drama of the llama. Actually, we're talking about drama llama. Drama llama is an overly dramatic person or one who causes non-dramatic situations become overly dramatic because they feel like everyone needs to be as dramatic as they are. This is the political process. This is where you're played, player. This is where the left always lies, uh, that every two years the Republicans uh, are having a war on women. You know the cool thing about this whole Leah Thomas thing? I bet you can no longer have the Democrats say the Republicans have a war on women because it's been exposed that the war on women, yeah, it is there. Because the war on men's been there for decades. But the war on women is being waged by the Democratic Party. Uh, Stunning. If you don't believe me, uh, why don't you look up the words of Chelsea Mitchell? They used to call me the fastest girl in Connecticut, but I couldn't outrun an injustice. For four years, I competed as a high school runner and made it to the state championship every one of those years. But in my junior year, I lost four of the state titles I earned to males who identified as females. Oh, we don't play that. See, they, they give awards based on who wins, typically the person with the strongest muscles, the greatest lung power, the fastest speed, not based on how a person identifies. At the end of the race, it's about biology, not gender identity. Remember Miss Jackson Brown couldn't tell us, or Brown Jackson, couldn't tell us what the definition of a woman was because she says it's all about biology. But here's a young woman in her 20s who knows more biology than a supposed Supreme Court nomination because she said at the end of the race, it's about biology, not gender identity. And no amount of testosterone suppression can change a male's innate physical advantages like bone structure. It's true. It's true. As fast as I am. I cannot outrun those advantages or the injustice that protects them. Now, I'm telling you right now, women are being victimized. Women athletes are being victimized by this whole transgender thing. It's not fair. It's not right. We all know these are men. That Rachel Levine is not woman of the year. She's a man. This is a man. He's a man. Now, he can pretend there's a lot of Christians out there uh, that uh, claim to be Christians. They're really not. And the Bible says that. Go to Matthew 7. Many will say, Lord, Lord, just because you identify as a Christian doesn't make you one. Only those who are blood-bought, only those who have been forgiven, only those who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ, only those that have humbled themselves and said, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior, and you paid the price, cover me with your blood. There's a lot of bad people going to be in heaven, and there's a lot of good people going to be in hell, because heaven's not for good people, and hell's not for bad people. Heaven's for those who have been redeemed. That's it. You know what hell's for? Those who chose a life away from God. That's all. If you spend all your life not wanting any relationship with God, then God honors that for eternity. He gives you your will. That's called hell. Hell is separation from God for eternity. You're not a victim. It's a choice you made. When people say, why would God send anybody? Why would a loving God? God didn't, ain't sending you to hell. God's giving you every chance like the thief on the cross till your last breath to humble yourself and realize that you need a savior. He didn't make hell for, for people. He made it for the devil and his minions. But some people choose to alter their eternal destinations because we get choice. And don't tell me what to do with my choice. Well, God won't tell you what to do with the choice, but he will tell you what your choice means eternally. And so we got to be careful. We've all been victimized. I'm going through hell right now. Pray for me. Pray for my family. 
Hopefully, I'm still married a, a month from now. You know, and I'm going. I'm under assault, fear, serious attack. But no matter what happens, I'm not a victim. I might be victimized in the moment. See, that's where the logical levels comes. I teach you the six levels. Look up logical levels. Listen to some of my radio shows. I cover it all the time. Remember, the, there's six levels. Top is spirit. Below that's identity. Below that's uh, belief systems and values. Below that's capabilities. Below that uh, is behavior. And below that's environment. And change takes place from the top down, not the bottom up. You can never solve a problem at the same level it's created at. And it's easier to change things on the bottom than things on the top. So behavior is second from the bottom. So when someone does something bad to you, you're raped, you're molested, you're treated poorly. Who cares why someone treats you poorly? Does it really matter if someone punches you in the face because you're black or you're white, because they're angry or because they're dying, because you cut them off? Or be, uh, you got punched in the face. Does it matter why? It's silly. And so you got to realize that we're in control of what goes on in the narrative. We're in control of what goes on between the stimulus and the response. So the drama triangle, I want to break it down for you so you can see how eloquently it fits in there, why, what's going on. I want, you, I want to put some light on this so you can see how you're being played, player, you're being manipulated. The drama triangle is a dynamic model of social interaction and conflict developed by Dr. Cartman when he was a student with Eric Byrne, the father of transactional analysis. By the way, I got this article. This woman's pretty sharp. It's a lindagrammft.net, lindagrammft.net. She did a great job. Cartman and other clinicians point out that victim, rescue, and persecutor, those are the three points on the triangle, victim, rescue, and persecutor, refer to roles people unconsciously play. Remember, we're unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is unconsciously. Everything's happening unconscious. That's why in my training at likeitmatters.net, I actually go take you into the unconscious mind. I teach you the rules of the unconscious mind because it runs the ship. You consciously want to make changes, but you don't do them. Why? Because you're wanting to use your conscious brain instead of your unconscious brain. Your unconscious brain is running the ship. And if you're going to make any changes and make them stick long term, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain. That's clear. That's it. So we can try to manipulate each other, play with each other, but the actual circumstances in someone's life are really what they tell themselves they are. It doesn't matter what happens to someone. It matters what happens in somebody. It doesn't matter what happens to us. It matters what is our narrative. How do we explain it? You see, the victim, their stance of the victim is poor me. Poor me. See, like on the, the, the uh, logical levels, it's one thing to be victimized. It's one thing to be – the Jews are the most victimized people in the world, and yet there's not lower standards for them. They don't look, people don't lower the bar for the Jews. People don't let the Jews speak a different language. People don't think the Jews can't get ID. People don't think the Jews don't know how to vote. I mean, what an insult the Democratic Party thinks about black people. It stuns me. The most victimized people in the world are the Jews. They're God's people. The world hates God. So it's silly. This, it's one thing to be victimized. But when you add it to your identity, I am a victim, that changes the equation. That's totally different. Because you act as if. Whatever you attach to your identity, you act as if. If, you're to, if you believe you're a tramp, you're going to act like a tramp. If you believe you're a waste, you're going to act like a waste. If you believe you're a screw-up, you're going to act like a screw-up. If you believe you're a mistake, you're going to act like a mistake. That's how we work. We act as if. And so the victim's stance is poor me.
The victim sees themselves as victimized, oppressed, powerless, helpless, hopeless, dejected, ashamed, and come across as, ready for this, this word, super sensitive. Oh, that's a dog whistle. Oh, that's a trigger. Oh, you ask that black woman a question, you just want to get her killed. Oh, my gosh. Super sensitive. Wanting kid glove treatment from others. They can die, they deny any responsibility for their negative circumstances and deny possession of the power to change those things. See, victims have real difficulties making decisions, solving problems. They blame everybody else. This is why they need a rescuer. Don't you get it? And you know what happens to a, vis- a, a victim who doesn't get a rescuer quick enough or the right way? They become a persecutor. Rescuers, the stance of the rescuers, let me help you. Rescuers work hard to help and caretake other people and even need to help other people to feel good about themselves while negotiating their own needs or not taking responsibility for their own agenda. Rescuers are classically codependent and enablers. Now, the persecutor stance is it's all your fault. Persecutors criticize, blame the victim, uh, set strict limits, can be controlling, rigid, authoritarian, unpleasant. Persecutors yell and criticize, but they don't actually solve any problems or help anybody. They just agitate. See, victims depend on a savior. Rescuers yearn for a basket case. And prosecutors, or sorry, persecutors need a scapegoat. A scapegoat, right? See, the trap is people are acting out these roles to meet personal unconscious needs rather than being able to see the picture as a whole and take responsibility for their part in keeping the triangle. And she references the book, The Three Faces of Victim, an overview of the drama triangle by Lynn Forrest. It's just stunning. And there's lots of great examples. But you got to understand, I'm a rescuer. And I, as I was reading and studying this, the rescuer is the classic codependent, enabling, overprotective, the one who wants to fix it. Taking care of others may be the rescuer's best game plan for getting to feel worthwhile. There's no better way to feel important than to be a savior's. The rescuers often gain satisfaction by identifying with their caretaking role. But there are weaknesses to the re- uh, rescuer as well. Because if I take care of you and you're not nice to me, oh, that don't work. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to illuminate what's going on. Go to likeitmatters.net. We can do this together. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Hey, Lama. Hey. Stop this insanity, please. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.